This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Navy has started discharging sailors who choose not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The White House has new guidance for agencies concerning vaccines while its mandates are in limbo. And public water systems are next on the government's cyber to-do list. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Navy has started firing sailors for refusing to get vaccinated. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has details. The Navy released 23 sailors for not getting the mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. The sailors marked the first in the service to be terminated for refusal to get the shots. Active duty sailors were supposed to be fully vaccinated by November 28th. The Air Force and the Marine Corps have already started firing recalcitrant service members as well. The Marine Corps has kicked out more than 300 troops since the deadline passed. The Army still remains the only service that has not separated anyone for refusing to get the vaccine. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Navy Reserve expects to discharge about 2,000 sailors for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. The reserve component is about 95% vaccinated, but Vice Admiral John Mustin, the chief of the Navy Reserve, says he expects a large number of the remaining members will need to retire or be involuntarily separated over vaccine compliance issues. None of those separations have happened yet. The Navy is shortening its isolation periods for sailors who are sick with COVID-19. Under the new guidance, sailors will only need to quarantine for five days if they are sick and then wear a mask for another five days after symptoms resolve. The policy is similar to what the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released at the beginning of the Omicron spike. The Navy has seen multiple outbreaks on its ships, sometimes hindering their operational capacity. The Safer Federal Workforce Task Force is telling agencies to start asking employees whether they're up to date with their COVID-19 vaccines. The task force says that includes a COVID-19 booster shot or an additional primary vaccine dose for individuals who are immunocompromised. The task force is also telling agencies that employees who come into close contact with a confirmed COVID case can take weather and safety leave if they're unable to telework, but employees should use sick leave, annual leave, or other forms of earned paid time off if they're confirmed or presumed to have COVID and can't telework. Agencies are seeing benefits from bringing in private sector technical and scientific experts for short-term assignments, but it's unclear how often they're taking advantage of this personnel mobility program. The Government Accountability Office reviewed four agencies, DOD, GSA, NASA, and Energy, and found these private sector experts accounted for less than 1% of their workforces. GAO also found OPM does not have complete or accurate data to track the mobility program use, so it's unclear how often agencies are using it to address critical skill gaps. New companies are joining a signature public-private cyber partnership. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more on that. The Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative has six new members. Tenable, Juniper Networks, SecureWorks, IBM, Trellix, and Splunk all joined the JCDC this week. The program is run out of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. It launched in August as a place where agencies and industry can share information about cyber threats and plan out the response to critical incidents. CISA Director Jen Easterly says the JCDC has played a crucial role in helping the agency respond to the Log4j vulnerability. Justin Doubleday, 
Federal News Network. The Biden administration is looking to shore up cybersecurity in the water sector. The Environmental Protection Agency and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency will lead a new water sector action plan. EPA and CISA will work with water utilities to deploy monitoring technology on their industrial control systems. The agencies will also work with utilities to share information about cyber threats and incidents. The new focus on water systems follows similar initiatives for electric utilities and natural gas pipeline operators. The State Department says its worldwide email outage yesterday is not tied to malicious activity. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. Several sources confirmed the State Department sent a bulletin to employees Thursday morning notifying them that the agency was experiencing a worldwide email outage and that it was dealing with issues from a Microsoft patch meant to fix general bugs. State Department spokesman Ned Price told reporters in a press briefing that the agency's investigation into the email outage remains ongoing. We have absolutely no indication that this outage has anything to do with uh, malicious activity. In fact, uh, we believe uh, there is a uh, technical explanation. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Another delay for the $40 billion CIO SP4 government-wide acquisition contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains why. The National Institutes of Health, IT Acquisition and Assessment Center extended the deadline for bids for its $40 billion CIO SP4 vehicle. The new due date of February 11th comes amid complaints and problems with the proposal submission portal that it's requiring vendors to use. NITAC required our contractors who previously submitted proposals in August to resubmit bids through a third-party portal by today at 5 p.m. But vendor sources say the portal is struggling to keep up with demand, causing problems and further delays. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the demand from Congress for the IRS to do more in response to its backlog of unprocessed tax returns is growing. Nearly 200 representatives are asking Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to expedite processing of amended t- to expedite processing of amended tax returns at the IRS and to provide Congress and the Taxpayer Advocacy Service with more regular updates on progress made. Lawmakers also asked the IRS to halt automated collections and to only resume collections until 90 days after the end of the filing season. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.